Hey, this is Kim and Jenny. Welcome to the Homeschool Well podcast. Like days of old where women would gather at the well to find community, refreshment, and support, the Homeschool Well is your trusted, God-centered homeschool community for enlightenment, encouragement, and empowerment. In this episode, we are going to briefly summarize the main homeschooling methods. We know it will bring enlightenment and help you jumpstart your research. Before we get started with today's episode, we just want to remind you, you are not alone, homeschool mamas. We have been in your shoes and we have created a wonderful free resource for you. We want you to go to the homeschoolwell.com after today's podcast and get that free resource. It's called Seven Sanity Saving Steps to Bring Joy and Peace to Your Homeschool Day. Now that's refreshing. So go to the homeschoolwell.com after the podcast today and get your free resource. And we are on with the show. Welcome to episode three. Today we're going to talk about homeschooling methods. And we just really feel like the most important thing to remember is that you are not tied down to any one method once you make a decision. You know, you're going to research some things, you're going to try different things. And some of them are going to fail. It's not a failure though. You got to look at that failure as you know, what's not good for your family and you've been blessed with um, the ability to find something that suits your family better. The most important thing to remember is that you are the master of the curriculum. It is not the master of you. That was a powerful statement said to me. I wish earlier in my homeschool journey because it really was an aha moment that I and my children and my husband, for that matter, we have a say in our curriculum. It doesn't lord over us. Another powerful phrase that was said to me uh, a few years into my journey that I wish I would have heard sooner was that the battle is really for uh, the heart of our child of our children. We want their hearts. So if, if there's a curriculum, if there's a math book example, you know, for an example, if there's a math book that's bringing burden, get rid of it. It's not worth it. You can resell it. You can give it away. You can burn it if you want to. So nobody else gets their hands on it. (laughs) But the point is, is that you want there to be um, a love of learning and you want your children's heart over any you know, book or video or thing that I'm sorry, sometimes you had an impulse buy and spent too much money on. So even though we're not getting into our personal stories today, um, we have tried out several of these homeschooling styles and methods. And we've been there where, you know, some of them just, oh, we kicked ourselves because they ended up just not fitting for us. And, um, you know, it's trial and error, it's research, it's listening and um, kind of having an open mind about how things are going, reading the day, you know, with that certain curriculum, with that method. Is that something that's working for you? So basically what we've done is split these um, methods. We, we just wrote down this list of as many that we could think of. We did a little research and I think we pretty much came up with all of them that exist. And we put them in two basic groups, the more traditional types and uh, some of them that are kind of off the beaten path types. So let's take a look at the individual choices. 
All right, we're getting started with the more traditional homeschool methods, and we're going to start with the Charlotte Mason method. This is a more relational education in a living environment. Uh, the Charlotte Mason method considers a child as a person who learns from books, experiences, nature, ideas, and all things in between. We as educators, the homeschool moms, are in turn working with God to facilitate this relational education. And those are big fancy words that to us just mean a whole lot of fun. <laughs> um, no, all education is fun. But anyway, that's the Charlotte Mason method. The second is the classical education method. This is an education based on the great minds of the past. And it is in three stages that they base this method on the stages of grammar first, and then logic, and then rhetoric. That's known as the trivium. And those are big fancy words, which basically mean there's a lot of history involved, right? And, and fun also. Um, there's a lot of songs and things in the grammar stage. And I just do find it really fascinating how they can take the, the great historical, you know, things from the past and people from the past and like weave it into contemporary um, language and usage. So that is classical model. Dual enrollment is the next method. And when we hear the word dual enrollment, we kind of think it's just for high school or college. So like a high schooler would be dual enrolled at a college and get college credit, which is an amazing experience for free college and all kinds of other, you know, great developmental things for your children to be able to do if they're ready. Not everybody is ready for that. Um, but the other side of the coin for that is dual enrollment in elementary school or middle school, um, at your local school, you, did you know, you know, you pay taxes, of course you knew that for your school, right? So you are eligible for dual enrollment there. You can show up. I mean, you'd have to bring your kid there every day, but if you just wanted your kid to be, um, enrolled in the public school down the street that you're zoned for, for PE, let's say, or art or music or an extracurricular like band or track, then they are eligible to be dual enrolled. So uh, it's really a great opportunity to take advantage of many, you know, different stages of your child's life with the dual enrollment method. And I would say that some people maybe need to check their uh, district to make sure. Yes. Because I'm not sure every state will honor that. Okay. Yeah. Possibly. Good point. Uh, the next one is hybrid, the hybrid method. And this is where there is a time in the week that your children would attend a different school other than at your, well, I mean, it could be at your house. It could, because it could be online. And um, it also could be a brick and mortar in the community. Um, it could be a private school or it could be a, like a co-op. Um, at a, you could also have curriculum that uh, the hybrid school gives to you that you're accountable to do on your days off from that hybrid school. And then they would turn them back in when they go uh, back or like a co-op. It's um, 
for us, well, I should say, I guess for us personally, it was more fun, less homeworky type of core curriculum and more extracurricular. But those hybrid experiences where kids um, actually have different classes in the community or online, and then they work on the assignments um, on the other days that they don't go to that environment. So that is the hybrid school method. Next up for the traditional method is the multiple intelligence method. This is the idea that you use your child's strengths and ways in which they're smart to adapt or drive your uh, curriculum. So for instance, someone might be um, like word smart or music smart or spatially smart um, or kinesthetic, a kinesthetic learner. And so you might take um, like a kinesthetic learner who likes to move around a lot, you might put them on a trampoline to learn their math facts or something like that. So it's about adapting your child's strengths to your curriculum. And I think we all kind of do that anyway, yeah. actually, as moms. Um, th the next method is online school. Some families choose to do online schooling. I know in Florida, uh, we have Florida Virtual School where you can actually put your school, put your child in Florida virtual school for like the whole day and it follows the whole school year, like a public school year, or you can just choose like a la carte classes, like you might just choose guitar or Spanish. Um, and so there's a lot of online programs that you can do that with. You can either choose it for all the curriculum or you can choose it for just one or two things that you want to kind of sub out to someone else. Um, another traditional method is actually traditional homeschooling where you might buy an entire box curriculum that has the entire curriculum in like a teacher would get with a whole scope and sequence of exactly what you're going to teach every day and it's all kind of on a calendar for you and um, this type of homeschooling would probably follow a public school calendar maybe and you would teach kind of all subjects and more of maybe a a paper pencil way with maybe workbooks and that kind of thing. The last traditional method we were going to talk about today is the unit studies method. And actually, um, when I went to college, this was a big thing coming out, like where you would pick a topic and then everything you taught was within this topic. So um, you might, like if your child is interested in airplanes or something, um, then you try to teach different subjects within that topic, like the history of aircraft or the geography of, I don't know, where someone flew the first plane in North Carolina or whatever, or, um, you know, where it originated, the science and physics and weather and all of it that goes along with it as well. Um, but that is the unit studies method. Now we're going to talk about the off the beaten path homeschool methods, and they really are just as they sound. The first one is de-schooling. De-schooling actually stemmed from a book by a man from Austria who was born in 1926. His name is Ivan Illich. I think is how you pronounce his last name. I-L-L-I-C-H. It was called, the book is called De-schooling Society. And basically, here's his quote, it's to dismantle the oppressive structure of the school system. So you can research this and um, probably find tons more detail about it, um, but really just kind of looking at schooling 
um, the opposite way that our public school system sees them. That is what de-schooling is about. The next method is eclectic. So eclectic is really a mix and a match of a variety of resources based on um, your child and your family's strengths and challenges, your interests and um, your hobbies, and just looking at um, not a set curriculum or a set method, but mixing and matching according to how you and your children um, see fit. So the next one is Montessori. This is child-centered to the unique characteristics of the individual child. And, you know, you got to take the mom into account a little bit in the planning phases for this. It is um, encouraging creativity and curiosity with a goal of valuing knowledge and the ability to seek it, the ability and desire to seek out that knowledge for oneself. Self-regulation and self-control, also a very important part of Montessori. The next one is road schooling. This is an immersive, just the way it sounds, fun, hitting the road kind of experience. Well, for some kids, it might not be so fun because some kids don't like road trips, which in that case, maybe you shouldn't be road schooling or how about short trips, right? Um, anyway, road schoolers use uh, sites and attractions, museums, historical uh, markers, you know, the brown signs. My kids always <laughs> rib me about it. That Mom, don't start reading the brown signs. But oh my goodness, they're so educational. So um, that is road schooling and just using the um, the road, the world around you uh, and afar as an educational method. The next off the beaten path method is unschooling. And in my mind, I think it's like the opposite of traditional schooling. There's maybe little or no curriculum and we would follow our students' interests to guide what is learned instead of like using a book, you know, instead of using what's the next chapter about, we would use um, what is my child interested in learning this week or today or whatever. It's more of a loose schedule and a loose structure and it's more hands-on and maybe um, spontaneous field trips and um, that sort of thing. Then there's umbrella schooling Umbrella schooling is kind of like a private school where instead of like a straight school homeschooler would turn in paperwork to the local district of whatever is required by the state. But this school acts like a go-between um, between the parent and what is required in the local district. So uh, the parent would not be responsible for turning in paperwork to the district, the parent would turn in paperwork or whatever is required by the umbrella school. And some umbrella, some umbrella schools have different requirements. Some require um, the parent to keep um, grades or portfolio or whatever. It just depends on that school. But then sometimes they also provide, the umbrella school will provide transcripts, diplomas, and that kind of thing. So the parent doesn't have to do it. Uh, the next one is Waldorf. And Waldorf is a method where arts and nature and imagination and fantasy 
um, really drive the instruction. It's parent-led. And um, I always think of like forest schooling. Um, I've seen a lot of like things online. I haven't really researched this one as much in my homeschooling journey, but um, it's a lot of outside time, forest gardening, um, less formal, less traditional, a lot of outside where the child gets to explore. Um, and then the last one we're going to talk about is world schooling, which always sounded amazing to me, where kids just learn by experimenting the world around them and traveling and learning about different cultures and how to live life in different cultures and navigate through different cultures and experience wide open places and just um, different geography, different locations, whatever, and learning all about the world around them through a bunch of different experiences. Okay, that sums it up. All of those homeschool methods briefly summarized for you to kind of use as a springboard in your research. And just keep in mind, you guys are all unique. All of you beautiful homeschool mamas were given different talents and giftings, your children even more so because there's more of than just you, right? And so keep your mind open, keep your hands open to listen to what Jesus is guiding you to and don't feel burdened by something that isn't a good fit. You know, move on to the next thing um, and just know again that the good Lord is going to fill in the gaps. There will be gaps. That's okay. And uh, it's just going to be covered. There's just so many different and amazing methods out there. You know, you don't have to pigeonhole yourself into one. Uh, I think the most important thing for us really mm-hmm. in our journey was that um, there's seasons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, everything changes. And yeah. as your kids grow, right? what was awesome, you know, for us, for right. my family, for yeah. four or five years quickly became not awesome, right? right? <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely a flow. Yes. I was just going to say that <laughs> there's a flow. There's like an evolution. If there's ever an evolution, this yeah, is it. It's right. in your homeschool journey. Okay. So you might weave through many of these and know that that is okay right. and really normal. Yes. Thank you for tuning in today to episode three on homeschooling methods. Be sure to check out our next episode, which will be more on finding your own homeschooling style that will help you kind of hone in on what would work for you and your family. We're so glad that you gathered with us today and we are here to serve. We have that free resource for you at thehomeschoolwell.com. Go there now and pick up your seven sanity-saving tips that will bring peace and joy and ease to your homeschool day. We like to end the podcast with um, a Bible verse because that is where we get all of our strength and peace and grace and every single thing in our life. But um, this kind of goes with today on homeschooling methods. This verse is from Jeremiah 29, 11, which I know a lot of us might know by heart, but it goes like this. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. 
And so we definitely um, pray that over you and your families that um, just look to the Lord for his plans. And um, they're always to give us a future and a hope, not for disaster, for sure. Thanks again for joining us today. We're here to support you, Mama. You can do this. We want you to be enlightened, encouraged, and empowered. Don't forget to find us at thehomeschoolwell.com, Facebook, and Instagram.